0: When you think of most children's toys and products these days, it's hard not to get a bit worked up by the vast amounts of poorly made, colourful, plasticky, junky stuff. It's not the most eco-friendly picture, is it? It's not the most child-friendly picture either. And it's this that inspired industrial designer Blythe Reese jones and wife Anna to set out on a little adventure and try and do something about it. Eight years later, their company Woolkin is becoming famous for their beautifully crafted children's toys made from wool and wood. Brave Dave the Fire Engine was winner of last year's Best Design Awards Purple Pin for Product Design. Blythe is a strategic creative designer passionate about growing New Zealand's future and helping great companies create and scale great ideas. He has significant experience working across many sectors including consumer products, food and beverage, healthcare, textiles and new materials development. He's a Better by Design coach with NZTE and a Fellow of the Designers Institute in recognition of his contribution to New Zealand design. So, here to talk about design strategy, wool, and everything in between is Blythe Reese Jones from Tauranga. Good morning, Bryce. How are you? I'm
1: good, Ollie. How you doing? Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you. Good to have you on. So, tell me how how and when did this Wilkin journey begin?
1: Well, Wilkin started like most good ideas, kind of from a, I guess, an observation of a problem or something that we saw that needed to be fixed and that was really around trying to make life better for for little people and it sort of grew from there but we had three different I guess we we're on I was on sort of three different pathways which then started to converge which really then started to make Wilkin come alive and the, the first was I've actually always wanted to create a brand from New Zealand like really create a a New Zealand product brand, something that really built upon our our heritage, place in the world, and and kind of really felt that some of those values were there that could connect with with little people. The other pathway was at the time I was was playing with wool. I grew up on a farm. Um, I've always been really passionate about kind of the materials that we can grow and produce. And wool at that time was having a real identity crisis. This is going back a few years. And I remember receiving a phone call from one of my brothers, Hayden, who's a a very good farmer in in the Hawke's Bay. He rang me one night and he gave me a real dial up, sort of said, you know, the the industry's in a a bit of a mess. And I think it's a design problem. We just don't have the right products. You know, wool's not being made into the right products. And he, he called me out on it. And he said, you designers, you've got to get in here and fix it. So that was one, one pathway as well. And then those two really came together when we started to have um, a family of our own. And our other business partner, Luke Moreau, and his wife, Denise, they started to have their family as well with little people. So little people started to turn up in our lives. And we, it all sort of started to come together where we had a wicked, I think a really beautiful backdrop for a brand from a special place in the world. That has a whole lot of value in terms of its its, its value set around materials and, and responsibility beautiful material and we could get prototyping pretty quick and explore how we could clean up that playroom
0: that's that's a cool story and this, this is going back quite a few years now is it around 2011?
1: yeah it's about then like this it's been a long incubation to grow good good kids you know it's a, it's a journey and there's no there's sort of no parenting book and it's been a little bit like that for Wilkin as a business really. We started, uh, yeah, the, the kind of wall material nature script that I was playing with sort of took shape. Kids turned up, so I first product was a sleep nest, was a, a beautiful baby environment for their kind of first few months of, of sleep and care and Anna, Anna took that off to cop copy group. All their friends were like, wow, when did you get that? And that's when we really started to think we might we
0: might be on something, and,
1: and it grew from there.
0: So that material, nature's clip, was that something that you you were involved with developing um, prior to woolcom? Was it?
1: Yeah, it was. Like it, as I say, they different things came together. But in that one stream, I was really I had a really fortunate opportunity to spend some time in Italy on behalf of the New Zealand primary industry, looking at our wool and merino. And at that stage, the the big part of the the, the high value wool industry was merino going into fine Italian fashion. So I spent some time in Biella, uh, which is northern Italy. And after that trip, so that was like really in the processing, like I was I was in with the big brands at the, at the front end of the market, and then and then spent some time in the manufacturing. So you know right in the thick of it. And I kind of came home and went like it dawned on me to say, how how could we make a material? For a product designer out of wool, and at that stage, you know most of our materials or, or applications for wool were carpet and and textiles. You know, Icebreaker was was humming along, so you know everyone would be familiar with using that type of fabrics. But I really wanted to sort of, as an industrial designer, think, why can't we make more hardware or, or physical products out of wool? So that that journey to which sort of built Nature's Clip as a material system, really started from from that idea thinking, how could we make a material that we could machine like timber, like literally put a wool substrate on a CNC router and machine? How could we, how could we kind of bend and form a material like we would with metal, like fabricate it? How could we mould it like plastic? And how could we get, get really beautiful form so that's really where the, the story of Nature's Clip has come from. And, and I think we're still on our way, but we're starting to see, you know, real three-dimensional product and form starting to come to life.
0: Is it like a, a, a sort of needle-punched, like quite firm sheet of made from wool? Is it that you can – and can you CNC cut it?
1: Yeah, so we can CNC cut it, and we can do a lot with it, and we're still learning. But yes, it is. So it's, well, it's not, it's not needle-punched, but for someone that would, would understand – what you're talking about there is a needle punch material it, it is a substrate like that we can make it in a range of thicknesses from sort of you know one or two mil ranging up to probably about 30 to 50 mil with very good integrity we can go higher than that but we, we start to kind of lose a little bit of its density and then we can scale It's rigidity, so we can have it really soft and dynamic and flexible, like what you'd be normally familiar with, with a a wool material. And then we can scale it right up to being, you know, very, very rigid, almost like plywood in in terms of rigidity and strength.
0: It's very cool. It's amazing what we can do with, with wool, right? And you're sort of starting to get me excited about what, what we could use this for.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and the, and the team, the team's, are, you know, we've got, we've got other parallel developments happening here with Nature's Clip looking at putting it into different applications. So, you know, right now there's some packaging systems that are being developed. We've got some lighting solutions. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a whole range of other questions we're now asking
0: of that material and what
1: we could do with it.
0: The way the way that you've applied it to the the Wilkin Range of toys is just they're just beautiful like one thing in particular that stands out to me are the, the wheels on the fire truck and the and the um and the tractor the way that they sort of wrap around and actually look like a pneumatic tire it's it's so cool like how, how many iterations did you have to go through to get it? Perfect?
1: yeah no they're, they're pretty cool there was a lot of iterations we we started out with a, a timber a wooden wheel Essentially a hub, but without any fire um, for the listeners out there trying to picture what we're talking about. It was a journey from sort of a trying to machine that out of nature's clip, so out of a, a, the wool material. We really got to a point where we needed a little bit of play off each other. So we kind of needed the light characteristics of the timber to really play off the, the, the bold and bright color of, of, of the wool. So yeah, man, there was, there was, oh lots of late nights and there were lots of iterations of prototypes but we finally got there one cool thing that i really like about it is we tried to not go down the typical pathway of solving it really easily so like if we were a i think if you're any other kind of toy manufacturer in the market you know it's pretty easy to kind of start getting into adhesives and and kind of other ways to bring dual materials together in a a really low cost high volume kind of way and 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 the team just held steadfast to our value set and and the 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 sheer number of iterations was our our desire to not
0: default into just inappropriate way of solving it so all the products they clip together with no glues or anything the only thing is a is a little you know the wheel axle which is a plastic clip-in part is that that's it really isn't it that is yep
1: and we're on a so yeah all all essentially 100 percent natural that's the that clip axle which just sort of locks the the product together that's the one and we're, we're on a journey with so at the moment we're using a, a recycled nylon material molding that and from the very beginning we've been developing a pla a, a polylactic acid using a material that's derived from plant so, so Dexto, to try and produce that. So that, that's coming. There's just some some variables that we're just learning about and, and trying to mould and get the integrity of that part. But that's where we want to get to there. And then at that point, you've pretty much got a, a nature-growing toy, 100%. But
0: what's, what's your approach to manufacturing? Is it fully contracted out? You do you make some in-house?
1: Yeah, um, good question. By necessity of being a young company, we do work with, a key group of manufacturers are so contracted out. We do all the design work and we work very deep with those partners to have them make the, the components for us. And, and that's been a really good relationship. You know, when it's come to some of the complex stuff like nature's clip and trying to get, you know, engineer our way through to a material like that, you know, there's, there's some very specific equipment that is needed. You know, we just weren't in a position to kind of obtain that from the from the beginning so we've we've built a relationship with a manufacturer that I mean I pretty much turn New Zealand upside down to find a very specific bit of kit that could do that and a few workarounds so yeah we contract out works at the moment and ideally love to kind of grow that capability further in New Zealand
0: and it's cool product because it's flat pack so there's not a lot of assembly or, or technical assembly like that so you can in a box and, and ship it around the world is it are, are you exporting a lot are you sort of a, becoming a global business yet
1: yeah we we are very small steps we've arrived you know we've kind of had our first night's sleep like a baby where we're starting to you know we're, we're well advanced and crawling and we're just probably just starting to take our first steps with with sort of the global reach of the brand going really really well in australia it's actually really quite amazing to just see how the brand's been endorsed over there and then we're getting orders, small orders through Europe. We've had the odd one into the States and, and other parts of the world and, and Asia's been knocking. You know, there's obviously a brand like this I think will go down really well um up in that part of the world. We've just we've just got to be ready, I think, and we've just been very cautious from the point of view of wanting to be, you know, really, really robust and stable as a business when we when we choose to enter that market.
0: cool that's that's such good news to hear that you're getting out there is it is it difficult to market overseas
1: uh yeah it is although yeah it's really interesting because one of the i guess one of the the other pieces of confidence we needed when we 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 set forth with this idea when these different elements came together with it back in the beginning was we really looked at online and, and kind of a digital first opportunity and at that stage i remember reading an article that said, you know, parents were one of the top five users of the internet of content at that stage. So we're like, you know, there's a real captive audience here. So digital is is huge for us. Like we can really connect and we are with audiences around the world simply through token and some of the other digital things that
0: we're doing so i think that story really resonates you know the, the story of how, how um, wilkins started when when your family started and it was in response to making things from a natural material that's healthy and, and safe for, for children so i think that must really resonate with with parents globally, right? all right
1: yeah, and look, we're we're fortunate now that it's kind of trending, right? Like I think it's been coming for a very, very long time, but you know, I think we we definitely noticed the shift with in more recent times, and particularly. I think there's that real famous National Geographic cover in story, was it a year or two back, with you know the plastic bag and the and the iceberg type photo, and and you know that that I think like it was the, the sort of idea of you know movement away from plastic bags and plastic and kind of more natural and things like that has been coming, and then that that just sort of somehow and a few other things around that time just kind of just pushed it straight into mainstream and. And I guess brands like ours are starting to really, uh, you know, feel some of the benefits of that.
0: So Wilkins, not your only gig though, is it? You're a busy man, and you've been working as a Better by Design coach for for a number of years. Tell me a bit more about what that involves.
1: Yeah, sure. Good question. Like being busy. So Better by Design has been a program in New Zealand run by NZTE, New Zealand Training Enterprise. It's really around trying to help New Zealand businesses, particularly exporters, with design. And there's there's a long backstory to that, but. Design, as you know, Ollie, is a, is a real powerful tool for, for value, you know, and that gets applied in a range of different ways from helping a company understand who they are themselves uh, and their purpose through to, you know, designing and and delivering a better product or solution to a customer. So in, in the context of Better by Design, it's really around not going in and doing you know design work per se for companies it's more you know i get i get asked to go in and help share some thinking share some skills and essentially you know coach uh, a group of people inside some fantastic new zealand companies and honestly it's a huge huge privilege I'm, i'm very grateful for the opportunities that have come you know, come to me through this and, and you get to just coach them. And so it's kind of the, the enjoyment factor for me is about helping other people become better and greater and, and achieve more remarkable things for themselves and using design as a, as a functional mechanism of doing that. You know, I think the the other thing is for just seeing the transformation in those companies and some of the, the successes have been amazing. You know, you can really see them sort of just start to really propel themselves and, and the energy goes up, that they, they embrace you know the design process of going out to try to learn and not assume too much, and use cons- concepts and prototypes to kind of get through quickly to to confidence. And then ha- from there, then having the conviction by way of the process to for the business to commit and, and almost
0: double down on some of those
1: opportunities to, to to grow themselves, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, the the impact that design has in businesses is, is huge. And even even um, in my day to day work working with our our product design clients, I find that. A big responsibility of ours as designers is is not just to, to do the work, it's to to educate and um, pass that knowledge on to, to people because it, the more people that can understand it and apply the thinking behind it, the better for everyone, right?
1: Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, totally. That, that's exactly
0: it. So you would have had you know some interesting engagements through working with Better by Design companies. Can you think of any of your favourite moments, you know, where those aha moments... <laughs> oh
1: there's there's been plenty i probably can't jump to any specific but just seeing like like the general pattern is you you get to learn and get to meet new people the real aha moment is when you start seeing the little signs of progress right so for people that don't come from a design background this thing and and some of the language we use is pretty abstract for them right it's kind of like this what's going on what is this stuff but the real aha moments is when you start seeing them embrace and lean into the process for the good teams that we've seen in new zealand they it's palpable that the energy that starts coming from it and then you know the, when you when you get a new product or a a new proposition of their brand out in a global market. And we do, you know, we've done a lot of work out in international markets. So literally me going in, the members of our team going in to market to, to really follow that brand or that product. And you see the customer connection that can grow from that. Yeah, hugely, hugely rewarding. And, and, you, and you do quite often have those, you know, little moments where you go, huh. And if I'd known that earlier or now that they know it, I don't think any other you know sometimes you're in a, in a position where you see something and you and you kind of know that no one else in the world has just seen that and that is a huge advantage for for that new zealand you know company to now take that insight or observation whatever it might be and and run with it and that's yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing very powerful
0: it's what it's all about eh? like understanding your customers and your, and your market and your competitors and finding that unmet need to give you the competitive advantage to to go out there and and take on the competition or create a whole new market and in in 2018 you joined a 29 business leaders from kiwi export companies and on a on a study tour to the usa visiting a few of the you know world's leading customer-centered organizations how was how was that
1: yeah so that's the the study tour yeah fantastic
0: Wally. amazing opportunity
1: again far out you know amazing in the fact Probably a couple of levels, right? One is you get to go and visit these, you know, amazing exemplar companies and kind of get under the hood a little bit with them and spend some time in their environment, which is um, such a privilege and a a very insightful thing. Helps kind of calibrate where, say, a Kiwi company might be with against, against other companies around the world and just how they think and what they're doing and you know, what their environment looks like and, and how they're gearing themselves. And then the other really cool thing is you get a group of New Zealand leaders together in a moment where they've got some bandwidth to do something or, or receive something new. Probably an abstract thing I'm talking about there, you'd know it when you're in that type of mindset, but when you when you're there on that tour and you're amongst that group, that is very, very powerful for, for New Zealand, I think, and, and the exchange and collaboration that these leaders across our New Zealand companies can have when they're kind of awash with this external inspiration that they're getting from you know being over there on a tour like that is, is um,
0: again, remarkable. It really works. I, I was on a tour to CES in, in Las Vegas a few years ago with a group of New Zealand tech companies and um, a similar sort of vibe, just absorbing everything that's going on, but you know in, in that mindset to to take it all in and and start thinking in different ways as a group as well very very cool yeah, and I think
1: lots of the lots of those companies and the the leaders have have really come home or well, certainly from many that i've seen you know they've really taken taken out some key learnings uh for themselves and their organ- own organizations and they've they've really started to put some of those into practice and for um full credit to you know the, the team that is behind organizing those type of trips for us because yeah I, I think it's working in our, our our rate of acceleration and and you know learning from from them is is, is huge you can see it in quite a lot of high growth Zealand companies right now
0: I I think we sh- when we look 20 years into the future or maybe even sooner there'll be a, a group of US companies coming to New Zealand to, to see how we're doing it don't you reckon
1: absolutely and I, I actually think that's starting to happen now like we're getting you know we're getting a lot of us companies just turn up in mount maunganui you know in taronga here just you know through some of the work that we do but also just just kind of you know i remember i was in i was in portland i was probably yeah maybe 12 months ago and a, and a, a really dear friend of mine up there u.s guy huge amount of respect for him and he said you know you kiwis you what what, what the world's got to remember is you're you're one of the most educated for your size groups of people on the planet. Uh, a very young country and a lot of you have grown up with some association to kind of rural life which means that you've been very resourceful and, and he defined that kiwi ingenuity aspect in his own kind of way and i was like whoa if you guys are getting that this is going to be interesting in the next 20 years because you're starting to you're expressing what we hold dear to ourselves in your own vocab as a reflection
0: upon New Zealand as you look across to us. And I think, yeah, look out. Proud to be a Kiwi at, at this time. And uh, we punch well above, above our weight. We've got to really leverage um, that that authenticity as well. Yeah, big time, big time. You're also, um, you are also have a Virtuo design consultancy that's um, co-located there with Wilkin. What's sort of the vision and mission with, with Virtuo?
1: Yeah, good question. Probably comes back to the...
0: the wide range of stuff that i do Um, so
1: virtuo is a like think about it Ollie as a special projects company so we just through the years have been you know i've been asked to get involved with some very very cool cool stuff but virtuo is a i guess a design and innovation company where Uh, we're able to, you know, design and build some pretty cool new things for both other companies and ourselves. So very broad-reaching, you know, highly, highly impactful projects or or we certainly think they they have, you know, strong, really, like the mission statement is to, to... you know, help remarkable people, you know, transform themselves and, and, and make a real positive impact on the world and New Zealand in the process. And yeah, that's that's what we're up to. So there's a group of people here, They're all working on a range of different projects. Wilkin is a very separate business, but our team, members of the team here at Virtuo, you know, do uh, work on some of the, the, the future stuff. For Wilkin, what they do for for some of the other projects
0: and so you're kind of like a like a skunk works for, for some businesses to try out these new special projects whether that's what brand new product new service
1: yeah it is so so very much all across the board in terms of different capabilities from you know industrial design and product, you know, product design and engineering our brand here we do you know a lot of moving into a lot of digital We're learning that with with Wilkin and, and some of the other programs so very broad skill set and then I guess skunk works from the point of view of, you know, really saw the idea of trying to build a a place where, you know, other brands or teams can come and very quickly develop, you know, rapidly new solutions or new thinking and either be able to grow them and realize them themselves or kind of build a design ventures function where uh, we can help them
0: realize those opportunities as well for them. So what's the next, what's the next? big project for you
1: there's some pretty cool stuff going on like i think for us it's like growing wilkin i think with virtuo you know it's really about taking the 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 capability of the team i think there's some real exciting opportunities as you look across new zealand and the world right now like the environment better materials Water's going to be a really really big future thing we're starting to explore that understanding future customers as it relates to a lot of the key kind of product and industries in new zealand so food and, and related uh, applications that come from that so yeah some pretty cool exciting things going on
0: it's, it sounds like it it sounds like it's, it's definitely market and you know research driven which is which is what it's all about
1: yep yep do, we do do quite a lot of research i think the research world is changing as well and and i think the the cool thing about design there is people like data you know they like information and i think in in the early stages sometimes it's very hard to be you know, look for the rational information to give you confidence to do something. So the idea of really spending time with people, be it users or customers, and really gleaning the, the knowledge and learning from them, you know, is where real strength can lie when, you know, data or information around new things just doesn't exist because it's just
0: so new. Speaking of new, Blythe, what's <laughs> next for Wilkin?
1: Oh, look, lots, Ollie. So we've got some new new toys coming, so for those that might not know, with Walkin we've got a sleep range. So the, the sleep nest, um, we've got a, a, a very beautiful timber stand that's coming that works with the, the nest that sort of turns the nest into a, a, a cot, gives it some elevation. We've got some early concepts on the, up on the sketchboard, Ollie, for a, for a real cot. So that's in the kind of sleep domain. And then in the play, going out our you know the, the sort of play range, so that some some new toys are coming. She just had an intern in here to do some really wicked work, which is sort of going to push push some of that into a new area. Want to kind of grow the the vehicles and, and sort of show what else we can do with with wool and wood um, from New Zealand. But the 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 real big vision I think for Wilkin is to because the 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 material is so universal. You know, we we can envision a future where, you know, you could walk into an environment uh, as a customer and see, you know, almost everything that you might want to have or need around the, you know, a a young person through the kind of first thousand or two thousand days uh, of their life uh, made out of natural materials. And And I think if we could get there, things are going to be pretty
0: exciting. That's that's an awesome goal to have, and I, it's I love it. It's the the opportunities are endless
1: there. Yeah, they are, and they're global. And 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 it feels right doing it from New Zealand because we've got such a natural, yeah, environmental and landscape association, or at least the world. You know, the world does towards us and, and and it gives us the ability to bring credibility when we talk about it like that and
0: design for it oh, I'm super excited but I also we have to ask a, we have
1: to do a Lab Ollie
0: <laughs> oh yeah otherwise otherwise there's just no chance that we can <laughs> um, pick out an, another product design award for the next few years <laughs> eh no no we are, I think we might have got lucky Ollie <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, I have to ask though. This is this is a question from my wife. Are you going to introduce some new colours into the Wilkin range? Yeah, good question. We get asked a lot,
1: and yes, we do, and we are. We've been we've been very intentional so yeah. far, and that's really building a just a key signature colour, a colourway, and, and trying to keep everything like that to to kind of get get some identity in the brand, and then just kind of manage our kind of growth of, of volume of products. But, you know, definitely. So there's new colours coming. I think there's some quintessential kind of new colours whereby, you know, there's a there's a pretty cool uh, new truck vehicle for little kids, which might be, you know, you'd know the colour. Bold in its own new way. And then some some other colours for just to just to add other pop and, and bring a bit of gender balance as well through the playroom for kids. So, yeah, look out for those. Tell your wife to look out for them. They're coming soon.
0: awesome can you share any advice for some young new zealand designers who might want to embark on their own ventures and you know make a positive impact in the world oh look i think i think
1: what everyone's got to do is just try like i think you know i guess i guess one of the early mindsets that i had was i was was probably and i know you'd share the same thing right you don't be afraid to fail and i know like you, you hear that spread out a lot these days but and I don't mean it in the general sense. I mean it like get, get, design is a, it's a an applied thing. Like it's a very functional thing. It's an it's a doing activity, it's a discipline. You've got to you've gotta do. So you've got to apply yourself and, and that means, you know, you've gotta you gotta go and think, you've gotta go and observe, you've got to do some research, you've gotta, you know, generate some concepts and look at alternative ways of how things could happen. And then, and then you've got to build some stuff and, and build to think and build to learn and to test and prototype. And, and I'd say just get into it. You know, don't be afraid to make a mess of that. The reality is sometimes the best projects are really, really messy. They're, they're all over the shop. But you will, if you can think your way through it and use you know, really good uh, intuition and creative thinking to frame what you're doing and what you're learning at each step gradually like our like the name for virtuo for our design company is this idea that the virtuous cycle right so like what you did before will whether you think it or not if you keep applying yourself with the right attitude it will layer itself on top of the next thing and gradually over time it will layer up to a point where you've got so much credibility capability so much more knowledge and in your behavior and the way that you've applied yourself you know you're really starting to get confident to try you know new and different and easier things so i guess my suggestion to to young new zealand designers is to to start any day is good enough there's never a right time And, and just build to think elevate yourself in the way that you communicate it so I was traditionally very very bad like I was kind of in reading recovery in sixth form like I couldn't read and and you know a very dear friend of mine in the design world said to me man you gotta you gotta start reading because your reading will help you communicate better so I I just started to read and read and read and then you know what that's done is it's helped me communicate my ideas and if you can communicate your ideas really well I think other people are going to start to to then want to help you on your journey so simple way of saying get started don't be afraid to kind of make a real hash of it imagine you're going on the first attempt but you'll get that out of your way and get that out of your system and then you actually start getting pretty good at it you keep going at it and then and then really get good at trying different ways to communicate what you're doing to others and gradually you'll get good at that as well and then you're going to start to get some ideas that become more crystalline not only for you but for them and then you'll actually find that you're you, you can express them more simply. And when you can express them more simply, customers are going to understand them better and connect with them with a higher degree of loyalty. And then you're probably going to find you're the next, the next founder of the the next big New Zealand company.
0: Well, that's that's fantastic advice. That's awesome. Thanks so much for for having a chat with me today. And um, all the best with the the virtuoso, the coaching, and and Wilkin over the next few years. And I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing them. Um, these new colours. Oh, hey,
1: pleasure, Ollie. <laughs> um, thanks so much. And um, hey, can I just thank? I think on behalf of all the all the designers in New Zealand, can I thank you guys? Thank the the board at, at the Designers Institute, Ethi, everybody across you know the whole Designers Institute design program in New Zealand. Let's do this, uh, Kiwis and, and and Kiwis can fly. Let's go. Cheers, both.